BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Content warning for discussions of child abuse, CSAM, and child exploitation online. Someplace underneath. But I tell you what, Natalie, I have been working out and I've been eating well. And I you're doing feel... a lot of different fun classes. Yeah, I took a fencing class. I just did class pass. It's free for the first month, and like I'm just getting out there and like going Soul Cycle. I'm going all kind of stuff. I think I might go to a bar after this, like a ballet bar class. No, or a like bar a bar drinking bar. <laughs> I gotcha. think I might go like ruin it all, Natalie. Yeah, why not? You build up your temple and you burn it down. That is your <laughs> right as a person with their own body. That's right. And a stronger temple makes a yeah, stronger temple over time. I think. I mean, sure. You know, <laughs> sure. I said yeah. it. It's true now. Yep. Welcome to Wizard of the Technology. I'm Amber Nelson. Um. Well, we just got back from San Diego. That was really fun. Yeah. It was a good show. We were very silly. Um. I'm glad. I really think we're going to try to do some more live stuff because it was a good time. And, you know, we got to. We've been talking about putting some shows together. I would love that. Like, we should also do a brighter side Mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, it it could be like a funny little thing where it's like positivity and like missing women. Right. The light and dark. Yeah. Light and dark. Maybe we can call it the light and dark show. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Okay. Here we go. (sighs) You okay? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just looking forward to our, my my little Halloween things. Are you? What do you got going on for Halloween? I don't know. I don't know, Natalie. I don't have a costume. And I said I wanted to be a swamp witch. I yeah. wanted like birds on my tits. You know what I mean? Can't do that now. And like moss, and like go find my costume in nature. And, you like, can glue and you, it. You could also just go to a craft store and find all that stuff. Literally, go to the Joanne Fabrics. That's a good idea. It has it. All right. Well, I got it now. All right. So we, for those of you who watch our stream, we talk about stuff that's like sort of adjacent to what we're talking about on the show. I think our streams may eventually also migrate to YouTube. I've heard tale. But uh, we've been talking about Tim Ballard a lot on it. And there's this one book that he, uh, his, basically his mentor wrote, also the mentor of 
child killer Lori Vallow. And, I like uh, child killer Lori Vallow. It's like doctor. Yeah. I mean, she she's a serial killer slash family annihilator. Cool. Um, along with her her husband, Chad Daybell. Um, both of them were mentored by this guy. And also, guess who? Jody Hildebrandt is his colleague. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been talking about this um, this whole story between Tim Ballard and the Sound of Freedom right. and all that stuff. Nightmare blunt rotation? Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... The book that this guy wrote is called Visions of Glory, and I just got a, a used copy of it, so I'm very, very excited to read through. Oh, used like me, a non-Christian woman who's had <laughs> sex before marriage, <laughs> just like that book. You've got dog-eared pages, girl. That's right. In their little community, like, if you're supposed to wait for sex for marriage, like, what if, you know, she's like 40 or something? Like, no sex till 40? Yeah, I mean, that's what they say, uh, you know. That's crazy. Shoot me in the head. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, thank you. I'm good on that. Um, but you know what? I got to say, I love I I like use books. I like having a book and I write notes in it. I tr- like it's 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 loved in a way that it is all it's it's a life. It's very emo book. of you. But I do think that the idea of keeping it pristine in some way is stupid. Because that's not the way, what life is. I don't think you would get along with these people, Natalie. Let's give it a try. I'm going to read this book. Maybe I'm going to move to Utah. Oh, my God. Everything that all of these people, and I'm bringing this up because of the Jody Hildebrandt, Ruby Frankie connection. But apparently, this is something that there's certain sects of Latter-day Saints who believe in near-death experiences being like the peak of spiritualism and so all of these people have claimed to have NDEs which is what they call them and you actually hear that in Lori Vallow when she gives her um, weird speech before her sentencing at her murder trial she says she had a near-death experience and that's how she knows all the people she killed are really happy in heaven oh she didn't just make that up you think oh no uh, it was it happened okay They've all, all of them have had near-death experiences. Oh my God, that's crazy how that happens. Yeah. Um, That's just like such a weird little, little nugget of information I just wanted to share with everybody. happy. Near-death experiences, big deal in this community. And um, also, we're uh, on this series. Thank you guys. We've gotten so many people reaching out on social media. I want to say thank you very much. And I just want to tell you, if you want your messages read, it's best to DM the social uh, accounts for the show, Someplace Underneath, or email us at someplaceunderneath at gmail.com. My personal social media accounts, I can't keep up with the messages sometimes, and they're so all of the messages are regarding so many different things. I can't go through it effectively. So if you want to tell us something about the show, it's best to just go over to our Instagram for the show itself. Right. Or just tie it to a pigeon's foot. And you may can try. It Put it on a balloon. Whisper in the balloon's nub. That's right. Go to Amber and Natalie. See if it works. Wouldn't that be crazy if it did work? I bet it would. I mean, honestly, well, this Gmail's just getting... I've got so many unread emails, a fucking bird would be better. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, I think this is this topic I want to leave today. This subject as a whole makes my skin crawl. I don't like talking about any of this parasocial exploitation stuff, but I also can't not talk about it or think about it. And it's such a... Doing this, at the very least, in such a bizarre way, it's like a, a, a light cleansing 
because it's just all stuck in there all the time in my little gullet in my my noggin. Right. And sometimes it's good just to bitch. Yeah. And it's not because I'm like helping change things. It's But I do feel like it's because I can't change things. So at the very least, I have to point to it and go... Hey guys, are we serious with this? Because these, like, this is kind of big stuff. I was driving by on our way to Beach Blanket Bingo, one of these churches, and I was like, wow. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's this. It's an LDS church. Oh, yeah. It was huge and so much money. And, like, yeah, I get it. You want to have a nice place to worship. You want everything around you to be pretty. I get that. But, like, the sheer amount of money going into this means that this is a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of influential people in here. Yeah. And, and also, for those very reasons, it's why a lot of LDS families get involved in family vlogging and social exploitation, parasocial exploitation um, of their children. Yeah. So they're vlogging their families to show your family. They're making laws in court. And meanwhile, these people mm-hmm. are like, I had a near-death experience and all the kids That's why I can it. kill everyone. Yeah. They're fine. They're doing so happy. That is, that is what Lori Vallow said in her speech is... Um, Including the the woman who was married to the man she married after they killed her was like, she's my friend and she's doing really well up there. Don't worry, everybody. It's fine. Like, that was her speech in court. Okay. Our overlords are crazy, Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. So, you know, I'm also just, you know, I, I'm personally just saying, like, you know, maybe any parents listening maybe have a kind of serious discussion about media literacy and predators with your kids. I do think there is a place where a parent can go the other way too far where you like, if you go so far into paranoia and fear, I think maybe that could also have the opposite effect. You know, like in the movie Carrie. Yeah. You dirty pillows. You dirty. You've been bleeding again, Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you and you don't know what a tampon is. Right. I think that's also probably bad, too. Um, because kids are going to see bad things sometimes. Um, and I get you want to show your kid. I was hanging out with Holden and Lexi's child, and she's just so adorable, blonde, little blue-eyed girl. And I was like, she's learning, like, here, where are your hands? Here's your hands. Mm-hmm. And the urge to, like, show her to the world because mm-hmm. she's so perfect and precious. Right. For sure. And a lot of times I think it innocently starts in that way. But um, sometimes people get a little, they get a yeah. little itch. In them. The world isn't perfect and precious, Natalie. It's not. So... Today, I wanted to end this series with a different aspect of parasocial exploitation that has to do with online predators. Um, That is those parents who use their children's social media popularity as an outlet to prey on young people, usually minors. This is incredibly common. And for every top-level influencer teen, there are also 100 mid-level influencer teens. And each of those have their own potential to have parents whose needs are satiated by their children's rabid fan base. Oh, so they go after the like, friend? Yeah, so this is, we're seeing a repeating pattern of whether or not the parent instigated the, the fame and notoriety of their kid, a lot of times they did, but that now that they're getting this huge, basically a huge like wave of power, yeah. sometimes we're not sure what we're going to be like in a certain situation. And if you've never had power and notoriety and you're not dealing with your demons so sometimes like really ugly things can come out of you as a person and sometimes those parents decide that now they're power they're you know drunk on the power of their child and they have all of these venues of ways to abuse and exploit people and it happens 
Damn, that's like that TikTok star. She um, got really famous, and then her father divorced his wife and then married a girl that was her age, that was like one of her fans. Yeah, I am bringing her up. Yeah, he, he didn't actually marry that girl, but he told that girl he was going to marry He didn't her. put a ring on it? I don't think so. What a liar. Yeah, I don't think he did. Stinky, stinky man. You tell a woman you're going to marry her, and she falls in love with you, and then you leave? The thing with that, though, we'll get into it. Let me get into that Edison part, because you're, yeah, you're right, but... um breaking girls hearts just because you can i wouldn't call it breaking girls hearts as much as just like taking advantage of of a very naive person right you know like no that's actually really Um, bad yeah so it's a good thing ultimately she's not and you know burdened with this man she's so mature for her age now oh i know for sure um so should i bleep that name um you can probably maybe cut a chunk out just because we're about to talk about Addison Rae. So maybe don't we don't have to like put that section in where I ask Amber who it is. But I mean, you can keep most of it in because I will bring her name up because she is an adult. Um. So not only you know, not only are sometimes the parents ending up kind of drunk on the power of of their kids. Some of these parents can use their children's success as an example, saying, see, if you want to be famous, I can help you. Look at my kids. Look what I can do. This is something that has been directly accused by former teens to several different influencer parents who went on to abuse them during that time period. Oh. I'm going to mention a few examples of the abu- uh, the influencers, but the th- those ones are now adults. So if I bring names up, it's because they're not minors anymore. But they started out underage when all of this was happening and thus sort of under the whims of their parents when all of the fame kind of elevated. Um, Even if some of those creators presented as very self-sufficient, they were definitely being pulled by their parents a lot of the time. Not so much this first family, I'll say, but perhaps you've heard of this little... This little up-and-coming content creator called Logan Paul. Oh, the guy that filmed himself in the forest and he saw a dead body. I love that that is your reference for him because I think that's the reference of him for a lot of people and he deserves that. I don't know. Does he a boxer or something? He does do boxing now. But Yeah, I sort of, when men talk about these things, my eyes glaze oh, over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. MMA and shit. I'm like, have fun, baby. Yeah. Go. Also, just like, influencers turning into boxers is like now become a thing. Especially the ones who had young audiences and they're like, how do I spin this? Yeah. Like, you know, that's fine. Go get punched in the face. I don't care. Yeah. It's, my, it's the least offensive thing about you for fucking sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so Logan Paul is quite famous. I, he was known very much at a point and actually kind of launched him into the zeitgeist in a weird way because he had a very rabid fan base of mostly kids. And then when he did that video, all of these outside people are like, who, what now did what? <laughs> you know? Because he was also wearing that stupid hat while right. he was doing it. What did he do? He was like, hey, I'm Logan Paul. Check out my world. Um, so, okay. Basically, what how he became him. Um, he and his brother are what I would call the most successful heels of all time. I don't know if you know what a heel is in wrestling. It's fun, yeah. It's like you're playing the villain on purpose. And they sort of have become that over the years i don't know if that was really conscious because they started social media when they were so young but they are that now they are acting generally act a fool in some way or another (laughs) sometimes bordering on criminality um and it gets them insane amounts of views and no matter how fucking stupid they act people seem to enjoy 
having them be on redemption arcs. They just keep doing it. So both of the brothers actually got started on Vine. Okay. Did they help start this trend of people just being insufferable in public for like views? They definitely didn't help just like not watch. do it yeah they didn't have, they they definitely i don't know if it's help or hurt but okay they definitely contributed to that genre of, of person yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah definitely early on because when they were on vine i remember watching logan paul vines because he was actually a really incredibly gifted mover like he could do really impressive physical stunts which is how i ended up seeing any of his videos he was a kid then but and he, i found him it was like a person I would have otherwise just been like, oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> but he was really physically, um, you know, he could move really well. And he he actually grew his audience more by being basically he was one of the prototypes for the most annoying popular kid in high school trope in social media where he monetized being the kid at the best lunch table who was kind of mean to everybody, but everybody like talked about him and was like, oh, did you see what he did on the hall today? Oh, my God. <laughs> But then he made money by becoming like the world's most popular, annoying high school student. You know what I mean? Okay, gotta get a gimmick. Yeah, um, I think he really kind of helped create that gimmick almost. And so, just like in high school, his little brother Jake also grew in popularity behind him, and would kind of just be pulled up because of his older, cool brother, even though he was kind of a runt in comparison, if that makes sense. So it's like if Jake's a popular senior and then the Logan. Logan. Um, there's a lot of first names of men in this story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So it's like Logan's a popular guy and, and he's a senior and then Jake comes in. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to run the school. Don't you worry. Yeah. And then all the kids kind of have to accept him because Logan's already cool. You know, you know, right. that, that dynamic. OK, this, you know, it's no need. Like I was popular in high school, but I was nice to people. Yeah. No, I mean, people in my school who were popular were very, very it, mean people or the cool. Really? Kids. Yeah, That's for sure. So sad. I hate that. It wasn't great. Um, I'm fine, though. <laughs> yeah, you're not just doing uh, a show on missing exploited women. <laughs> um, so this is like this basically. That place, that station in his family and and in social media, I think kind of led Jake into even more antagonistic and cringy content machine than Logan, which is honestly still continues on to this day, even though the brothers are both entering their late 20s. Um, Jake sort of became even more extreme and more upsetting and more cringy than his brother. And it got him views. Um, I'm bringing all of this up because of their dad, Greg Paul. Not because he's the worst of these kinds of parents, but he's a great example of that archetype of divorced dad influencer parent. Um, man, I fell into a hole looking at the Paul family, and their mom is also super active on socials, but sort of in a I'm a proud mom kind of way. This sounds like a prison to grow up in. I would hate being in this family. I mean, it's I don't think it's fun, but they are very rich, right? Extremely rich. And um, they actually, I don't think had. I don't think their parents actually drove it. I think it was truly them, the the, the kids, and they fell into it um, because it wasn't really a commodity when they started. You know, the it was. Parents it was, didn't know. Yeah, they didn't. They probably would have. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know. Um, so their mom is on, but it's way more of she's like married and and she's just like my sons, they're legends, la la la. 
I, I, I don't know. In my unimportant opinion, I think it's less egregious. But um, man, when I was looking through her mom's account, she everything is about her kids and like their popularity. And she had tagged some woman in one of her photos with her who had this little kid with them. And in the photo, the little kids tagged as being um, called like Lil Jake Paul or something mm. like that. Like how, how little is the kid? Eight, maybe. Okay, so they can walk and stuff and like form thoughts. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like almost worse because right. they know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mommy and, says I got to get up at 4 a.m. for the Instagram. I mean, dude, I, I didn't even, it was, I, I didn't mean to fall into that, but it is, wow, is it fucked up what that mom is doing to that little kid. Wow. Uh, I mean, sometimes this works. I remember seeing a Beyonce interview and she's like, yeah, my mom makes me get up at 6 a.m. and go running and then put on eyelashes and heels and I don't like all that stuff, but mama says I got to. And I'm like, now she's Beyonce. I know, man. I know. And it's hard, but... but <laughs> There, There is so few of those that actually yeah. go into a place where that person wants to be the performer. I think with Beyonce and that kind of performer, there had to be an actual gift and also a drive at some point. Because yeah. otherwise, they're, they're just dragging their older kids along. And I do think it to some extent, Beyonce at least was in it for it. And not that I think it's okay, but at least with Beyonce, there was... Perf- there was a performance it wasn't right. just being like look at her while she's in on the toilet right she's like actual talent like dancing and singing and acting she like, was learning skills she's an actual skill like you can't fake that on stage right you have to want it but you can do like a five second vine where it's look at him on the toilet right and they don't want to be there right and i am not saying the way that beyonce was raised is necessarily good um but at the very least was more of a participant instead of just being like an object moved around right. by the parent. This is like that with this kid. And she basically makes him dress up like Jake Paul everywhere he goes. That's and then so cringy. Makes him do like raps and stuff. Ew. And I, you know, this account is filled with literally thousands of people saying horrible things about this maybe eight-year-old. Just the comments are all just... Every mocking his appearance, his voice, everything you can think of. And I really just want to like look that woman in the eye and just be like, do you really think this is not going to damage him? Yeah. Or do you just not care? Just like give me an answer. I, I, it's so gross. And I don't, maybe she doesn't care because the account has a million followers. So whatever. She just calls him haters. I, yeah. I mean, for real though. Uh, I'm, don't worry about the haters. Oh, you mean the people commenting on your eight-year-old son? Yeah. The world? Yeah. And, and I'm not, I hate sounding like I'm trying to virtue signal. I think that there's many debatable things about any of this stuff. But I think that there are some things that we should all be able to agree on are not okay and, and wrong morally and ethically. And I do think that this is one of them. Yeah. And also, if you are typing that shit underneath an eight-year-old's profile, really stop. And take a moment and realize you're you're spewing hate at a child. Well, yeah, for sure. But I'm sure a lot of those commenters are teens because they're coming because they're Jake Paul fans. Ugh. This is a parasite on not the little kid, the mom, on Jake Paul's popularity. And so she's writing on Jake Paul and making her kid do the right. work. And so all of Jake Paul's teen tween fans are coming and insulting 
her little boy. And it's just like she, ugh, whatever. Ah, yeah, it's all like, yeah. Whatever. So uh, not even that. And this is like a side tangent. I did not mean to go down to this in the spiral on this fucking track. But that whole family with the little Jake Paul boy is a family vlogger family. And it's a shit show. And guess whose daughter was also wearing an over-sexualized Harley Quinn costume with daddy's little monster on the shirt. That family. Remember how we were just talking about the other family? Yeah. Another one, except this one's maybe seven years old. What? Yeah. So their Halloween costume from, I think, this year or the last year, it was a recent upload from the father. A little girl wearing booty shorts and fishnets and a daddy's little monster shirt. No. Girl, I cannot. At seven, you should be an American girl doll, a ladybug, a mermaid. What do you mean, daddy's little monster? It is... It's it's the fact that it is – it's not because, you know, oh, she's showing too much skin at that age. It's that you are – Sexualizing you're costuming your costuming a girl who's a, a daddy girl fetish adult character from a movie that is very clearly a fetish character. Like on your seven-year-old, dude. Fishnets on a seven-year-old is – I don't want to sound like a prude, but that's fucking weird. I, you know, I can... I, I could, I'm with the church ladies on this. I could sit here and argue like, oh, if they were in like a dance... Maybe I'm just justifying it because I grew up in the dance world and I could see it being like, oh, a tap dance. I still think it's weird, but it's the fact that you're you're putting your little girl in your public making money ugh, account as a sexual being. That is yeah. a sexy sexual character. She's going to grow up so lost. It's going to... I would feel so weird if I grew up and I looked back at my pictures from my Halloween costumes and my costume was about how I love my sexy daddy and I like fishnets on. You kidding me? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. I love my sexy daddy. Isn't... Okay, I this is going to make so many people mad, but isn't Harley Quinn like the girlfriend of the Joker? She is, Yeah. That's the girlfriend. What are we doing? And the dad's the Joker? He wasn't the Joker, at least in this one, like oh. the other one last week. Thank Freud God. is entering the chat. Freud is definitely entering the fucking chat. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. 
A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. So, yeah, that's now two traffic daughters we've covered that without me even looking at it, dressed as Harley Quinn. <laughs> um, so this is a sidebar. I'm just I'm so I'm just I'm so aghast still after covering this for so long. I don't feel like I'm ever going to get de- desensitized to this. And I hope that you don't ever either. This isn't some little confused parent who don't doesn't realize what they're doing and are showing pics on their private Facebook. This is. They're doing this for perverts and strangers who follow them for access to their tiny children. I'm I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Anyways, Greg Paul. We're back to Greg Paul. Okay. So again, he's not the worst that we're going to talk about today, as far as I know with the information that I have. But he's exactly what you might think. Just... One of the boys. Farting in your hand and smelling it. That's right. Who's ready for a hot dog go, go down? I wish he was only farting in his hand and smell and making people smell it. No, he's a 60-year-old minx on the prowl. You 60? Okay, Grandpa. 60's not old, but if you're hanging out with 20-year-olds. I went to a club. I got invited to One Oak. I would have never gone there alone. And I'm with this- One Oak? Whoa. Yeah. And I was with this beautiful girl named Sonia. And we were like in this red line, like in the red- rope VIP area and this guy who's about 60 he's the only one around by the way these VIP areas are for like old men so they can get away young men and then they can get their pick of the litter basically oh, I'm sure they're fucking losers because they he- have they have the means and so they're just like ah uh, yes I'm gonna it's like the old it's like the when they they push the boys out of the the, the communities exactly so they can have the wives so they can all have the women yeah and this guy was like trying to neg us and I said sir you look like island of Dr. Moreau <laughs> Because he was in all linen. And I was like, you are ridiculous right now. And then she gave me this look of like, don't you dare. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll make fun of all these men. Bye. <laughs> and I said, you should leave this like world. He deserves it. Yes, he does. He deserves it. Negging at 60. Go go take care of your grandkids. Yeah, it's it's gross. Like, and you know, hey, I'm not even trying to shame. You do whatever you want when you're 60. But if you're going to pretend like you're your son's age 
it's going to appear weird and gross. If you're trying to blend in, which is what he, he does, just another one of the boys, but clearly a 60-year-old man. Um, he should be golfing or he, something. I mean, do something. You can do something sexy when you're 60. Just yeah. be age appropriate. You can do fucking fun shit when you're 60. Go to a nudist colony that's very 60. Ugh. Just letting them balls fly out. Sure. You, I mean, fucking ride dirt bikes, do whatever you want, but do it with other grown-ups. Yeah. That's all I'm asking of you. <laughs> do anything you want. I don't hang out with children. I'm not 60. Wow, brag much? <laughs> I find 22-year-olds to be like children. I'm just kind of like, okay, gotta go. Sure. I, I definitely notice the age difference, and I don't think that we have a lot to talk about most no. of the time. Doesn't mean I hate 22-year-olds. No, I don't hate them at all. I just don't. I, I have to go. Sure. <laughs> or I'm going to talk to you like you're my niece or something. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, did you see the Barney today? <laughs> and like, I can legally drink. You're like, ma'am. <laughs> Where's your hands? Show me your hands. Yeah, but can you rent a car yet? No. <laughs> Loser. Um, so, yeah, no, this guy, Greg Paul, no, he's he's just chillaxing with his somies. That's his son, homies. Oh. For what it's worth, it does seem as though the Paul sons, again, did mostly start their trajectory without him, without the pushing. But their dad was right there. He was primed and ready to take on the role of what we might call taking advantage of his son's position to be kind of a creep. One of the big things people got upset about, and this is also on Jake Paul, is this fucking kissing challenge video that Jake Paul did because, again, their audience is mostly children going through puberty. So a lot of their kind of the, this kind of influencers videos based around like, what if a girl sits on my lap for 30 seconds? Uh-huh. Like that kind of thing. But it's also gross because it's like they're technically adult men doing this, but they're doing it for a tween audience. Whatever. Anyway, so one of those videos, they had these young women who were adults, but what I would call technically adults, um, blindfolded. And they had to guess who they were kissing. So in the video, it was like these Jake and his friends or the contestants. And so these women, these young women got blindfolded. And one of the women who was 21, according to reports, thought she was kissing one of the friends. But it was the dad came in and is kissing her on the mouth without her knowing that it was going to happen. It's disgusting. It's almost like they want to dress their seven-year-olds in fishnets. So when she is 21, this is sort of acceptable. This is fine. Well, yeah. And, and also, yeah, like, there, there's so many things that were wrong with that, of course. it should Jake Paul should have not done that. But the man, the adult dad should have known better. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care because he wants to be cool and he wants to f- get access to weird shit. Dirty old man. Ew. Beat him with a stick. Yeah, so he did that in one of the videos. It's kind of sickening to watch, to be honest, because she, again, she's not, like, said, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sue. But that that girl did not know that this this elderly man was going to – I'm not I'm not shitting on a 60-year-old, but, like, for a 21-year-old, that's that's too old to I be I can kissing. just see his brain being like, I'm going to kiss this 21-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, on that stick of butter. And it looks, it looks like – you should go to jail for looking at the con. Like, it looks like a tr- video you trade on the dark web. That's what it looks like to me. It's really gross. And beyond that, there's an allegation of Greg uh, appearing in a, a hacked video where he's having sex allegedly with underage girls in a bed. 
and it was hacked by this Anon group. Um, I forget what they're called, like video hackers or something like that. Nothing has been proven, and the people in this video, are, it's. I didn't look at it, I don't want to see it, but it the video can't be identified because it's like you can't see people's faces in it. But it's been noted that the bed frame in the video is the same one that Greg Paul has because this family's privacy doesn't exist. Wow. So everybody knows. Sorry, does it glow? I don't know. I didn't, I can't watch the video. Um, I don't, I don't want to find it. Oh, no, but like the bed frame. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't know. I I also didn't look at his bedroom videos. A a race car bed? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so the video that was released looks like it very much could be. Greg Paul with underage girls, um, but no further action has been taken. So I don't know if that is accurate or not. Further, Jake has reported that their dad beat them up a lot when they were young, growing up, which oh. is probably the least shocking thing you would hear about their childhoods. That's so sad. I hate it when dads beat their sons like that. Yeah, um, you know they want to toughen them up, Natalie. Yeah, no, take him camping. You know he made them. Real famous, so generational by, by trauma. Be, yeah, by being kind of terrible people. Um, so yeah, but again, I'm bringing up their dad because he is this shining example of the trouble that can occur when your children are bankrolling your life. Because it's this weird d- dynamic where you you still technically have some authority over them, and that mixed with their the the kids' resources and their childlike lifestyle, it really seems to cause some parents to regress. Or try to become besties with their kids, all while letting their darkest urges rise to the surface and not parenting at all, you know? Right, because you can't discipline them. If they're the bankroll, then they could be like, okay, bye, mom and dad, and then where's your money going to come from? It's true. I mean, it becomes really, really unhealthy very quickly. Yeah, and then these kids grow up to be tyrants because they were never disciplined. Yeah, and but, you know, the other side is like, then if you are not being bankrolled by your kid in, in the sense of you control all of their money for them. That's also incredibly fucking dark and bad. It's yeah. just, there doesn't seem to be a lot of good out, outcomes for this kind of lifestyle. No, maybe your kids are their own people and you are your own person. You're a hater. <laughs> You're just a hater. So another beautiful example of parents who kind of lost their shit in this circumstance is the case of Addison Ray. Like the Pauls, Addison Ray really started herself out alone. Like, I don't think her parents really pushed her because she actually was, I think, a young adult when she became famous. She was like a right. teen. I like her. She seems oh, she's like beautiful. a girl next door. You know? Yeah. I don't have anything against her at all. She, you know, she definitely was put through competitive dance her whole life, which is a whole another thing. But I think she mostly pursued things on her own and I think she accidentally fell into TikTok fame like I don't even think it was like marketed or anything she was just people liked watching her videos she has a very approachable kind face yeah she's super beautiful yeah um and I don't know what the thing is that differentiates people who get TikTok famous from others but she got managed to turn her popularity into acting stuff so I said good for good for her good for I don't think that We'll continue to see the TikTokers do this because I think it's been so saturated at this point. But anyway, her parents, however, during all of this rise for her have been deeply embarrassing in general. Um, since she's technically an adult, it's one degree less gross in my book, but I'm still extreme. I'm extremely triggered by it because I was around a lot of parent aged adults who were when I was a super young woman who wanted to be 
my boys and it was pretty traumatizing. Um, like family friends who watched me grow up and then like, for example, one of them asked me to find her an eight ball when I was 19. And I Ew. was like, I didn't even know what that was, but I was trying to be cool in front of her. And she was like almost 50. Ew, did she have a Jeep? I don't know why. I picture her with a Jeep. I don't think she did. Um, Can you get me an eight ball, Natalie? Yeah, but it was like one of those where she was like trying to be like fucking hang 10 with me because now you're an adult. She was also somebody who gave me alcohol from a super young age. I actually watched that woman give beer to a 12 year old once. Cool. When I was a kid. Um, but so it was like that's it's that sort of tr- that triggers me when it's like parental figures are allowed to be flawed people. They're allowed to act crazy if they want. But it's the way that they interact with the people who are younger in their lives, who maybe are like young enough to be their children, even if they're young adults, late teens, early 20s. It's cool if you don't just completely go like, we are an adult. I'm just going to do the most fucked up things I can think of to you. Like asking me to find her an eight ball was fucked up. I was 19. I didn't know what that was. And I was she had me going around asking random strangers or like having my friends try to find people to find coke. You could have gone to jail. I didn't even know what that fucking was. Anyway, whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, she sounds cra- like you hang out. I don't know. She sounds wild. Anywho, Addison Ray's parents have taken this opportunity to be as awkward and embarrassing as humanly possible, um, this fame that Addison has achieved, who seems a lot more mature than her parents in a lot of ways. And this is not, again, to say a parent isn't allowed to be a sexual being or a human who is, uh, you know, imperfect. Not even buttoned up, but it's just, in my opinion, some of this is a little rough that we're going to talk about here. So, like, Monty Lopez is her dad's name. And granted... He had her very young, and I think that that does sometimes cause people to have this, like, renaissance in their 40s. They they want to, like, have childhood over again. Right. Um, he's only in his late 40s right now, though. But the way he acts, I would have actually thought him much older, oddly. I think because of how he acts around women, it makes me think of, like, boomery behavior. Right. It's like when you it's like when you try to dress younger, you actually look older for yeah, some reason. For sure. I think it's something about how his idea of like of like looking cool right. makes me think of a boomer. Right. <laughs> um but whatever. His her mom is also being kind of a yuck. Basically the gossip of this is is that her parents were they were trying to work their marriage out on one side. And so they have this little the, – the mom and dad were like, you know, we're going to make this marriage work. We want to be together. And that's what Addison knows. And then on the other side, Monty was secretly dating women. And a lot of them were more contemporaries of his daughter, who I might call very naive people who are easily manipulated. Um, this is a telltale sign of a deeply insecure person. And it's definitely going to affect the children of that parent. Even if the kid is an adult, even if the kid is a young adult, if you're if they're dating somebody who's about two or three years older than you, it's going to be for most people. It's going to be weird and uncomfortable You're going to be angry about it. But not only that, while he was doing these things, he was telling Addison and Addison's mom that they were like going to be a family. And like this was a whole secret life he was having on the side. The real issue of why I'm bringing this up is not just because, oh, well, People have affairs sometimes. It's not like I'm trying to be here like, boo, shame on you. You are bad. Right. We're the Puritans now. Yeah. It's more that the only reason those affairs were taking place was because he was using his position 
as the manager, quote, of his family, which is what he considered himself, even though Addison clearly didn't She did it herself, him. yeah. <laughs> but he talks about him like he's the, he's the dadinger of the family. You, and he was just like, so if you want to make it, Sally Ann, you got to sleep with me. And yeah. she's like, I guess I'll take off my clothes if I be TikTok famous. I, I don't know how we just got to a, a girl who just got off the farm from Kansas. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear. You're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. So he was using this position that was kind of made up to engage with really naive and probably kind of confused young people. So one of the women he was having an affair with told the media that he was telling her that they were going to get married and all this crap. And I guess because she was pretty young, she was excited about marrying How old was she? Like 20? She was in her, like, almost 25. She wasn't super young. but She... So it's legal. Oh yeah, no, this is not an illegal. This is this one is not criminal. It is more about the this is a, a good example of what can go awry if right. you're you're becoming an extension of your child's fame. And um and also he was kind of manipulating in the sense that he's not really managing anything for her. So 
I also was kind of like this this young woman was telling the media about this because she was very hurt because he was saying to her they were getting married, going to get married. And then he was just like living his family's life on the other side. And it just it's funny because I'm like she would have been in that relationship for three years and she would have been like, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, God. Like she would have been she she ultimately I, I think she's better off having gone away from this. Gotten a left. Yeah, she's 25. She needs to be dating a like 25, 27 year old who's like hot. Yes. You know, he likes vapes and skateboards, right? <laughs> and she's like, mm, yummy. Like, date someone like that, you know, and then like, grow together. Mm, Not some for sure. fucking old, wrinkly dude. Well, just also a guy who's a manipulated, like a manipulative person who is like, he's slimy. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. A lot of these guys, they use these young girls as like a life insurance policy because they're about to get really sick and they need care. And then she's going to spend, she would have spent, her youth taking care of an old man wiping his ass well and also i think in that and from his perspective he it makes him feel as though he's cool right like a lot of those guys who do that are like yeah see i can start my life over again all the things i regret all the things i regret (laughs) i mean you could be cool at 60 but it's not like it's the it's the no regrets and it's the like a lot of those guys kind of stand still and they're like, you come to me. This music sucks today because, you know, right. it, it isn't like the music that I grew up with. And it's just like, ugh. It's, that's why the only very young could ever be kind of tricked into that because they don't know better and then they do learn better and then they run away. They're like, ew. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of in one of those loops with this. And during all of this time, his parents began engaging when all this news was coming out the, the parents began engaging in some really weird flame wars online because they are both so forward about being Addison's parents they caused this huge scene in which Addison's mom started flirting with this 20 something rapper online and Ew. actually ended up walking a red carpet with him all the while this rapper's objectifying her and calling her a MILF and saying, like, really degrading things to her. But she's just, like, doing the stuff about how she's going to blow him, like, alluding she's going to, like, suck his dick online and stuff. I hate that. And I think in her mind, she was like, I'm getting back at my husband who was cheating on me this whole time. Except this is – you are only known because of your daughter's fame and you are humiliating her right now. Yeah. And MILF is a derogatory term. Sorry. Like, well, well, yeah, people fucking- have called me that and I fucking unmatched. Oh, I'm gross. not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. turned on. No, fuck that. Is this the skinny guy? He's like a skinny white rapper with curly hair. Uh, he is. That is a description of him. Yes. I think I know this photo. And yeah, they were like calling her milfs and shit. I felt so bad. Yeah, it was embarrassing for everyone involved. And meanwhile, the so the father then after this starts happening, he starts going online and calling his soon-to-be ex-wife and Addison's mother leftovers, basically. Making a post thanking this twenty-something rapper for taking his leftovers, his wife. Ew, that's Addison's mother. And at this point, Addison Ray had been. Now she's humiliated, and she stopped following her father on all the socials. And then all of the stuff about her became about her parents. And again, I'm bringing it up, so I'm not helping the situation. But I'm I'm bringing it up because it already was covered so heavily, and yeah. just to say. 
this is something that you can see the dynamic that it's a flawed dynamic when your parents are kind of using you in this way. Because she's a young person. She deserves her own career, her own benchmark. Like, Mm -hmm. get these fucking parents out of here. And again, like we were just saying, this is just drama. This is still pretty gross, though, and representative of what can happen, again, when the child holds power. But... So that's drama. What happens if the actions of the semi-predatory parent become criminal? So last time we covered this series, we talked about a very upsetting young YouTuber whose mother is currently awaiting trial for a lawsuit brought on by the families of a bunch of her daughter's video posse or whatever the fuck you call it. You know, like her crew who like shows up in her videos. Right. Oh, and by the way, you know, Adestray's mom, like... And that young rapper being like, you know, calling her a milf or what? I don't know who the fuck he is. He's using her. For well, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't remember. Like, I don't know if he actually had like a lot of good hit songs or anything. Who I is fr- this it's guy? Like young, young gravy or something. I don't remember what his name is. <laughs> young mashed potatoes. Yeah. Young Thanksgiving sides. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, but back to this horrible tale. You have to value this part. Um, so since. I'm going to say the mother's name because it's a public court case now. The mother's name is Tiffany Smith. And I actually think the court is case is supposed to happen in just a few weeks after we record this episode. It got pushed back from earlier this year. Her daughter, who is now 16, has been subjected to making the worst form of kidfluencer vlogs, which have always been, yes, loud and obnoxious, but also bordering on sexual at the whims of her mother. Now, her mom is facing charges of physical, mental, and sexual abuse of the other kids who appeared in her daughter's videos, as well as extortion and unpaid labor claims. So, not that there are any laws saying that any of these people's children deserve to be paid or anything. It's not like that's breaking any laws because there's no child labor laws for social media. But they they were raking in millions in ad revenue on this channel. And the families of these kids are saying, well, they took advantage of their labor and they didn't pay us very much. And then on top of that, the mother's being accused of saying and doing really horrific things. So this the daughter, who's the star of the videos, she's been making YouTube videos with the obvious help of her mom since she was eight. So she's been a YouTube kid since eight years old. Um, At some point around tweendom. The videos became more puberty coded, which is gross, but that's what it is, where it starts to be, again, those things where just like, what if he kisses me or like just weird things marketed towards kids in that phase of life, Um, but all at like the mother's direction. She's like, this is fine. Yeah. So. During this time, the people filing the complaints against Tiffany Smith claim that not only were their children forced into long hours of labor, Smith would make regular comments about the girls' bodies, tell them that they needed to be in skimpier clothing, and once told one of the parents that she was sending her daughter's underwear to a predator because he offered a bunch of money. So she straight up told her daughter that. She told one of the parents that. One of the parents? Mm -hmm. And what did they do? Okay. They eventually included it in this lawsuit, but right. they didn't say anything at the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Everybody's got to go to jail. Yeah. Beyond that, Tiffany got into this lifestyle much like Logan Paul or Addison's Ray, Addison Ray's parents 
except like as far as like integrating themselves with like much younger people and like being like, I'm fucking chill. Look at me, cowabunga. Um, except the kids involved in this story are much, much younger than the Pauls or the Rays because at least they were young adults mostly. These were 15, 16 year olds. There are several boys who were minors at the time who have claimed she came onto them, and there's footage of her kissing an underage teen boy on the mouth. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. Honey. You know Amy Poehler's character from Mean Girls? I'm not like a regular mom. I'm, I'm a cool mom. mom. It's like it's like that, but once, you know, that kind of mom, I think sometimes that the, those age groups, she can convince those 13, 14, 15-year-olds that she's like, I'm the cool mom. And at the time, you're like, whoa, that's fucking sick, dude. She doesn't care what we do in here. And then as soon as you get to like 16, 17, you're like, oh, wait, that was gross. Yeah. Oh, no. And this is really like what the Smith woman was doing, this Tiffany Smith woman. Um and I'm basing this on available footage of her, too. I'm not just, like, making claims beyond the lawsuit coming up. There is much, tons of video footage of her because she monetized her daughter. So there's tons of footage of her acting, like, weird. Wow. Some of it wasn't meant to be online, but if you're going to hang out with teenagers, everything's going to get filmed. And so it, you get caught doing stuff, which is how she got caught kissing the teenage boy in the mouth. Um, I'm not mad that... You know, if you're going to be a fucking weirdo hanging out teens, you're going to get filmed. Yeah. So there you go. We'll have to check back in with how that trial goes. Um, but I do think this will maybe help be another blow to social media apps. We've talked about this Ruby Frankie situation and we've talked about the lawsuit that one of Onision's victims is filing against the platforms. And I do think there will be a point when the platforms will have to do something about wow. it because they're going to start losing money, which is the only way. Anything changes. What if there's no more social media, Natalie? I don't think that's going to happen. No more. It's just books. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I hope they're at least picture books. That's right. All my most successful friends have no social media. They're like, oh, I'm not on it. Oh, yeah. No. Most, like, if you're a, a grown person in entertainment, most of the time you're not going to be on social media a lot yeah. of the time because it's, it's a lot of work. And you're yeah. just doing, like, other things. Right. They're making movies. Yeah, you're doing, like, you know, making entertainment. They're not scrolling through Twitter. Right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But people like Tiffany Smith should not be able to profit off of their vulnerable children. They just shouldn't be allowed. Kissing boys on the mouth. Tiffany Smith, shame. Shame, girl. Blech. Nasty. Also, they're teen boys. They're going to smell like pizza. Yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't What's sexy about that? I guess maybe she wants to relive youth. And yeah. Like she thinks in her mind that she's 15. Yeah. And I think that there's a level of control because at that age you can kind of just do you can be the boss of everybody, I think. Right. She can spank him. Ew. No, 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 no. Ew. No, 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 no. So perhaps the worst person we'll be talking about today is the father of an influencer who had her start all the way back on Tumblr. Well, I can't say for certain. I am certain it wasn't entirely of her own volition. So she kind of uh, comes across as though she created her own uh, brand and her own personality and all that stuff. But I'm fairly certain it was a lot of parents pushing. What child knows what a brand is? They're climbing trees. Yeah. So Acacia's parents, this is Acacia Kersey. I'm saying her name because... 
she's an adult now. And also um, her I think there's going to be a lawsuit coming up. Uh, Her parents, seemingly especially her father, had eyes on stardom for most of her life. Whatever it took, they were going to get somewhere. Was it her dad's predations that came first or his desire to raise stars and the predation came after? It's hard to say. But Acacia made some waves as a young teen girl on Tumblr, which eventually transitioned to a YouTube career over 10 years ago. Eventually, she also made it over to TikTok. She's not what you consider actually a superstar on social media, uh, more of like a, a niche with a rabid following. As Acacia's followership grew in the mid-2010s, her brother also landed a gig as a co-star on a Disney Channel show called I Didn't Do It! I Didn't Do It, Mom! Okay, this is talent. So this is way past my time, so I've only heard of this show from doing this research. Like, I don't know what the fuck this show is. (laughs) I Didn't Do It! Um, So you may hear that and go, okay, well, are you talking about a case of nightmare stage parents, like, Pushing all their kids into entertainment? Sure, yes. But it's a lot worse than that. So Acacia's father, whose name is Rich Clark, made a living by being a photographer before and after his children started getting careers. And I should say made a living loosely. He was – Acacia was bankrolling her family. Oh, okay. But um, before she started making money, he was also doing photography stuff. His specialty was children's dance photos. Let's get a man to come in here and take pictures of your daughter. Nothing weird. So let me, okay, um, I would like to preface, you can photograph dancers and not be a pervert or a predator. There are plenty of photographers who do. I had many photo shoots growing up that were more like yearbook photo shoots where like all in our little worn down dance studio, it was like all the dancers came on one day and there would be a bunch of little setups and there would be parents everywhere and like very public and and very not weird, right? Um, things become more hairy, though, if you are a dance photographer doing private shoots with kids on location, especially because so many parents seem to not understand the dangers or don't care. And that was his sort of dance photography he was doing. Oh, it's just like whatever it takes to get my little Sheila star. Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to take her to this uh, dark part of the forest, you can you, you can wait in the up. car. Wait in the car. So here was his, but this is grooming. So maybe the parents did go the first few times, and then they start to slowly back away, and then they they trust the, for no reason trust him. So here was his former IG profile. It's Rich Clark underscore Dance photographer, L.A. and across the U.S. I train models. You train models? Um, like model trains? I'm sorry, sir. What do you mean? You what? You train models? You train models. What in the ever-loving fuck gives you the qualifications for that, sir? No, he's a bloated greaseball. The truth is his only qualifications were that he had two successful kids in the entertainment industry. And that's just what he told the number of former kids, now adults, who have come forward with really, really bad accounts of what happened between them and Rich Clark. Alleged, I'll say, because this hasn't gone through the courts yet, but several of the women involved have alluded to them still fighting to build a case because he keeps getting away with it. There are many different sources with pretty damning evidence, including text messages, but in a very brief synopsis of what he's been said to have done, 
a lot of it involved grooming minors into nudity and went as far as assault. Oh, so it's like, is it like that scene in Fame where he's like, you need to take your shirt off? I mean, essentially. She's just crying. But over time. So it's a grooming process. Oh, so then she's like, oh, it's fine. So I don't think any of them ever felt it was fine, but the, that's what the grooming does. So this includes multiple people. One of them is a woman whose name is Irene, who's come forward saying that she came to him. I don't know if he found her. Or she found him first, but he basically told her he was going to make her a star. She Ugh. was like 15 years old. And he used the fact that her dad had just died as an inroad into getting her to take sexual photos while underage, which he then sold online. Oh, my. What the and he's not in jail. Scumbag. He's not in jail? Mm-mm. Is it because, like, the entertainment thing? For some reason, people think, like, if you're an artist, it's okay to be molested. I, I don't get it. I think because as it was happening in real time, she was still a minor, and she didn't know what to do. And when she grew up and realized how fucked up it was and that it really was illegal and all this stuff, it's a lot harder to, to prosecute. Somebody who does something like this. Right. Is it like the time? Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's that you need a lot of resources. You need people to like help you in those situations because it's not happening in real time. And um, I think that they, they just struggle with people getting it for people to take it seriously. I right. mean, we saw this with Davi Vanity, too. Y- you know, there was so much evidence with him and he's it's not going to go away, Davi. So don't you worry. <laughs> but of all of the horrible things that he's done to people and he still has never seen a day of jail you know and so this is happening here with this guy too and so this this woman who's come forward he would basically say stuff like her to her like um knowing that her father just died like i'm your standing father i'm looking out for you and you just need to trust me and on top of that telling her if she really wanted to make it she needed to listen to him and that all accumulated in him coercing her into sexually promiscuous and nude photos as a 16-year-old um, because of his kids, because of the popularity of his, of his children. The uh, woman who was dating the Disney son, the Disney star son's name is Brittany, and she's also sp- publicly spoken out. And she believes that Rich Clark's children were also likely abused because they were extremely conditioned to accept inappropriate behavior including her the acacia's father rich clark basically told britney after a while that she was going to need to start having sex with him as well as his son and all this stuff and she brought it up to the the son and he was like is that okay like what because i think he got groomed also by his dad to not yes i guess if he's grooming other kids it's not like he's doesn't think his children are so precious no um, Ew, this text message. Yeah, so there's there's a couple screenshots of texts that the some of these women have handed over to like the Daily Beast and other people. So this one on the left says, "I love fourteen year olds, as you well know." And then the response is, "You're not supposed to admit that, haha." No, I'm not supposed to act on it. I think it, and I want it all. And then another conversation. Sorry, My- Amber, I'm making you be this man. <laughs> be this man. My dream girl is here, and OMG, she's hotter than ever. Um, And that was about a child, and then this is another conversation. Because I can tell. You know what you need? By all means, tell me, smiley face with a tongue sticking out. Endless sex with an older man. Ew, someone cut his cock off. Get him out of here. So, um, 
he he's done what we would probably call crimes and he's still not faced any charges yet. Hopefully that will happen still. But this was all because he was able to use his position as the father of famous children to get endless sex from teenagers or children. It's not sex. It would be rape. But also, but also not even that. I mean, just also just like forcing them into nudity and like coercing them, I should say. It was never forced. And that is the manipulation part that involves being a parent of somebody like this and having those predations is you convince them that this is the right thing, that this was going to help your career. This is going to be good. It's not as much. It's not the same as just like holding a knife to them. It's this mental fuckery, too. And it's so dark. Um, and then, so Acacia, who's the actual person who had the fame, she's faced a lot of criticism in recent years for some pretty questionable decision making regarding her own small children, who she knows she has, I think, two, as well as some pets she's had, which she may have may, may or may not have killed. Um, what? It's a whole thing. I, I don't even want to focus on her. People are very upset with her, and I get it, but. It's not surprising when you see how she was raised in such a dysfunctional home while also providing for her parents who were scraping by before, not because of lack of resources like a lot of familial trafficking is for, but because they wanted to make their children famous and were banking on that. Oh, right. So it's like, yeah, I don't need to go get a job. I'll just like because I got to drive my daughter to auditions. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's why we can't eat. Yeah, Right. So. I don't know what the future will hold for Rich Clark, but I do hope that if some of these women have the energy and mental capability, capacity, that they'll keep working towards something. Um, though they openly admit that the systems in place work in, for, in, a, in favor for a guy like him. Again, like Davi Vanity, even though there's so much evidence, it's it's not set up to protect the, the victims in those situations. No. Probably um, because the people that are supposed to enforce the law... Um, like little girls, maybe. Well, you know, it's it's not out of the realm of reality because if you remember when we talked about Adam Steed, he and his father had to get the statute of limitations raised from five years for child sexual abuse to 50 because in uh, Utah, was it Utah? Yeah, because you could still Idaho. be a child and be like, my father molested me six years ago. Right. And so, oh, too late. Sorry. Too late. Sorry. Yeah. And you have, you have to go live with him. Yeah. So... He had to fight to get that law changed in that state God. because there's a lot of a lot of gentlemen. People are disgusting. Like never in my brain would I want to hang out with a 14 year old and like groom him. Dis- I want to go to a wine bar and talk to a man, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so this is. So, OK, so I, I want to end this here. It's hard because every time I want to wrap this up, there's like another chunk of information I want to talk about. But it does get to a point where I'm like, Natalie, when are you just going? And then this happened. And look at how gross this one is. And how gross <laughs> this one is, because that's not actually helping move forward the, the conversation. I mean, I'm invested. I love a good bitch sesh. <laughs> good. I hope so. You've been on the show for three years now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eh, I'm, I'm going to I want to end it here so we can move on to another topic. But it's just it's frustrating because any organizations that are t- trying to tackle online child exploitation are usually resources for parents. 
And I still can't find anywhere or any organization dealing with resources for kids if they are being exploited monetarily by their family, which is one familial trafficking is one of the biggest issues on planet Earth. We just don't look at this form of trafficking in the same light. And I'm I'm hoping I'm setting all my altars alight that John Oliver and his big team of HBO people will cover this issue on their show at some point, because I think they could actually make a dent. And one of the biggest differences in my eyes is this kind of exploitation. Many of the families that exploit their children in this parasocial world are not in the same way impoverished in the way that some people who traffic children, like sex traffic them, are desperate. Because if you see somebody on a screen and they have a love seat with the cup holders, that's a $5,000 couch. Mm-hmm. They got money. Those kids aren't being trafficked. And even, yeah, exactly. And even when they were starting out these channels with their children, they might not have been rich, but they weren't in a situation where they're like, I have to feed eight children. I don't know where to get money for food. It was most of the time this kind of exploitation doesn't come from that. And that's different from the way most familial trafficking happens, which is utter destitution, desperation, no food, no no clothing in the winter, you know, like that kind of thing. And this is different. So um, instead of it being from desperation and lack of resources – Parasocial exploitation is often at the express needs and hungers of the parents for fame and wealth. But it's still incredibly dangerous and destructive, even if it's not the exact same kind of familial trafficking. That being said, anyone out there, there are places you can go if you want to report a very clear violation of a child by their guardian online. Or if anyone's doing it to a child online. Cybertip.org gives you a place to report incidents. Obviously, I wouldn't recommend spamming them with anything that you think is inappropriate. For example, I can't go make a report that there's social media families putting their little kids in Harley Quinn costumes because that's not enough of a crime, even though I think it should be. Um, I think that's super inappropriate and provocative and gross. I can't report that to the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Right. Um, But if you can see that the parent for example, is communicating on photos of their kids to clearly predators, screenshot it, take as much of that information you can and file a report with cybertip.org. We have to take action somehow or no one's going to do it. So the cybertip site is run by the national, again, National Missing and Exploited Children Network. And we don't have framework for what to do in these situations, but we can at least try to stop blatant selling of children's bodies while the powers that be go try to fight social platforms to ban certain things um, for minors. You can also probably reach out to Rain, and they can assist you with next steps too if you see something like that. Rain, of course, being one of the oldest organizations to actually recognize familial abuse and exploitation, being founded in 1994, back when the internet was just a whisper in Al Gore's eye. Wow. So that's crazy that like one of the oldest you know organizations against. Family abuse, 1994. Yeah. I mean, there was, for so much of our country's history, that didn't even exist. Like, it did. But there was nowhere for our kids to go or talk to anybody if they were being hurt, assaulted at home, assaulted at home or anything. So, yeah, this is, I mean, there there may have been other organizations before then, but I don't know of them. Is that why boomers are crazy? Yeah. 
is because they grew up under this like hush. You better hush. Daddy knows best. Yes, but daddy's hurting me. You better hush. And now they're an adult and they see these kids being able to like, hey, wait a minute, that's wrong. Mm. They might be. I don't want to say jealous, but like, wait, I I never got to do that. I I yeah. I don't know if you're right. That's how it does feel. I don't know if jealous is the right word, but I do think that there's a lot of trauma they never dealt with. Yeah, for sure. Um. Probably because they didn't have any resources to do that. But 1950s, return to tradition, Natalie. Yes, but so good. So great back then, man. Oh, oh, if only. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I also wanted to highlight Love 146, which is an organization that deals with real-life human trafficking. And, you know, if you got really sucked into the whole Sound of Freedom thing and you're like, oh, he's crushed, oh, he's helping. This is an organization that really does help. With real life human trafficking and but does child it have trafficking. A stud as the as the head who, who goes in like Indiana Jones right. to foreign countries, not the own church where children are molested constantly in America. Okay. Yeah, no, they don't have that. I'm sorry. Um, so none of these organizations are exactly right for the issue, but they all contain elements. So we'll give donations to each of those, and you can reach out to any of those places, especially if you want to report something fucked up you've seen. Cybertip.org. And um, uh, and then I just wanted to also quickly throw out there at the end of all the footage I've been watching of like trafficking stings and all this shit, like actual ones. Um, do I look tired? I don't want to look at this anymore for a long time. Uh, there are certain apps that are almost exclusively tra- trading CSAM. What? And... So you need to look out for if you have uh, if you either see someone in your family with these on their phone or if you see your kids using Signal, WhatsApp and Telegram. A lot of people know WhatsApp will use WhatsApp. It's not, that alone is not necessarily a red flag. Telegram is a really busy place for predators and they don't stop it. Really? Yeah. So that's a red flag, especially if they have multiple of those apps on their phone. Not a good sign. Whoa, because I've gone on like dates or not gone on dates, but like talk, chatted with guys and social, you know, dating apps. And they're like, do you have Telegram? And I'm like, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, no, He's, that's not, how we want to communicate. It's not a good sign. Um, wow. I'm yeah. just waking up every day, Natalie. And granted, there's other reasons people use Telegram. It's not the only thing, but it is a platform which is not controlled. They they don't put the work in to take it away, which is why CSAM people go there. So Signal, WhatsApp, Telegram, especially if they have all three on a phone. Call the police. Not a good sign. Get him out of here. Spank him with sign. a stick. There's also one called Wicker, but I think that actually already got pulled down because of how how much CSAM was being traded on it openly. What? I um, didn't realize how many predators were out there. So many broken people. Just breaking more people. people it's raising... generational cycles for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's why they want to raise these children to be not to not know where boundaries what are. Consent is. What consent yeah. is. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah. That's how I'm going to end on it. We we do have some power as a society, as citizens, to just like maybe all collectively go, okay, let's maybe stop doing this for a while. Let's, yeah. let's try, give it a shot. We control what society. What if kids just get to like live in their own bathroom? We don't, we don't know what it looks like. Right. What if they just get to do that? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Let's talk about something else next week, okay? Uh, the border? That'll be easy. Probably. It's going to be the border. Real bright and, <laughs> yeah, real bright bright. and breezy. Yep. 
That's what we do here. Saucy, pert, and greasy as always. I'm Natalie Jean. Amber Smelson. Hit us up at someplace underneath um, on socials, and uh, that's also the Gmail. Talk to you soon. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.